Welcome, everyone, to the Political Panda Program. Welcome to the Wednesday edition, everyone. I hope you're having a fantastic day. I don't know why my voice keeps wanting to act like it needs to cough all the time, like I've just woken up even though I've been up for the past few hours. So, welcome. So, it's just like a normal day. Now, as always, if you aren't subscribed to the show and you're new here and you keep coming back to the show... I don't know why you haven't subscribed yet. You really should. Uh, you know, it's a full-on show. It really does support me the best way you can, and I do appreciate it. Of course, sharing as well does help. I really do appreciate it, as I did not, uh, of course, do all of this without your support. I really want to be able to continue to do this, and for me personally, I think that... Uh, that Pretty much, uh, it's, you know, it's what I want to do, and with your guys' support, that helps out, and I cannot thank you all enough. Anyway, as always, a big thing in our country over this past few, few months, maybe, you know, all the way since, uh, it's been about four, four, four plus years now, actually I should say six years there's been a lot of election denial of many things, you know, a lot of election denial in, in that one election and then that other election. And one's got proven wrong and one's also been proven wrong. And, well, someone finally decided to uh, question one of those election deniers. Uh, and, well, it led to our opening clip for today the new attention on the MAGA Republicans. You tweeted in 2016 oh, Trump stole an election. You I was waiting, Peter, when you were going to ask me that question. Well, great. here we go. <laughs> you tweeted Trump stole an election. You tweeted Brian Kemp stole an election. If denying election results yeah. is extreme now, yeah. why was so it So let's, let's be really clear. That that comparison that you made is just ridiculous. I have oh, been, yeah, I have ridiculous. been, well, you're asking me, you're asking me a question. Yes. Let me answer it. And you said it was well, ridiculous. I was, I was talking specifically at that time of what was happening with voting rights and the, what was in danger of voting rights. That's what I was speaking to at the time. So, yes, of course, they're completely different, guys. Okay, so watch. I'm going to say this right now. And it, it's the exact words that she used, okay? Joe Biden stole an election, okay? That's exactly what she just said, but now this show could be completely abandoned, taken down, because I've just denied the election results of the 2020 election by just saying those words. What she said is not election denial. That is idiotic, stupid, and downright... Yep, we're doing this again. It's been a while, folks. Yep. There, there's, there's my body. Yeah. Yeah, it's downright stupid, and I've gone out the window. Seriously, a great clip. If you don't know what that clip is, it's, it's a pretty, pretty good one. Anyway, so yes, that's, that's right. Uh, of course, there's just. They're so different, guys. They they are so, so very different. So, so, so different. Well, now, of course, Ultra MAGA is being talked about a lot. 
you know, fascism, you know, obviously if you voted for Donald Trump in the 2020 election, you're clearly a fascist. And so, well, of course, our absolute lightning people are our absolute just godsend council of absolutely can't even toast lightly toast a piece of bread at the view uh had a bit of uh, some words uh to share and so i thought i thought to to really share them the council's words even more i thought we could share them here for our auditory and absolute puking pleasure this MAGA crowd is so sensitive. They're like they're little so snowflakes. Yeah, they're very snow we were called, oh, the liberals are called remember, snowflakes. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, oh. they have the nooses. They're saying to kill Mike Pence. They're the ones with the, uh, you know, with the guns going to kill Congress people. I take a little bit of issue with... Uh, uh, okay, first off, let's rewind the clip real quick. Hold the phone. Jesus Christ. By the way, we're not we're, we're 16 seconds in. Holy fuck. Okay. They're little snowflakes. They're so sensitive. The liberals were called snowflakes. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have ever seen yourselves. We didn't, you know, just instantly start, you know, we've been very calm for a long, long time. It's just as soon as a dog comes fucking barking out of its cage, it's like a dog being like berated and absolutely just tortured and just otherwise just being pushed down and kicked in the face over and over again. And then all of a sudden, the dog finally decides to wake up, start barking back, and you hear that deepness in his bark, and it's like, oh my god, chill out, bro, didn't mean it, oh my god, you're so threatening and you're such a terrorist, oh my god, quit air fascism, dude. Ah! It's like, Jesus, okay. Well, uh, we, we continue because holy crap him broadly applying the term semi-fascist to Republicans. Do I think Donald Trump's to a semi-fascist? To MAGA Republicans. Okay, Republican. be specific. Okay, that's true. Right. I think Donald Trump is. I think the vast majority of his supporters are not. I think they are good people who want... <sighs> Fucking rice. Is Donald Trump a fascist? No. I mean, if you want to say in, like, the business world, then... I guess yes, and in his own, like, but as a human being, no. First off, if Donald Trump was a fascist, all of the things Joe Biden's doing right now would have been what fucking Trump was doing, trying to, you know, set up a disinformation board against other people uh, that he tried to do but failed ultimately, you know, at the drop of a hat, just doing whatever the fuck he wanted. That's not exactly what happened underneath Trump. I, I would know. I was old enough to remember. It was not that long ago. And I know I wasn't born fucking yesterday either. Because the show is happening and babies can't talk. Want an economy that works for them, who saw more money in their paycheck under Donald Trump. And my fear is this. I think Biden wants to be a uniter, but I don't think that that speech was uniting. 60 to 70 percent of Republicans, I'm not even saying MAGA Republicans or this Republican, 60 to 70 percent of Republicans believe that Donald Trump is the leader of their party. And so if you are saying that he is a fascist, what are they? If you are saying that he is... Uh, it's, it's like, it's like nails on a chalkboard, dude. It's just screeches of just utter idiocy. It's 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 nonsense. It it's 
utter nonsense. There, there's a reason why you have to like if you hear some of this stuff, you have to. It's like sitting through like feminist comedy. It's like you can do it, but it, it's a pain. It's a chore. You don't want to sit through it, and it gets even worse. What are they? Uh, I don't know. What are they then? If they're not fascist, then what are they? Fake Republican on the that basically she's like the she's like the kind of Republican that Mitt Romney is, where she'll say things that sound okay to mo like that could sound okay on its own, but as soon as like the other side needs her to bow her head, she'll be willing to do it. It's like a little fucking sissy, basically little beta male or in this case beta female at this point. Where it's, it's just willing to bow your head at any fucking thing. You know, it's like, you can be this dominant creature of like, yeah, I'm saying all this stuff, but then as soon as the other side comes in, it's like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll get back down. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Mr. Democrats. I'm very sorry that I, I stuck my nose out to really, really make a difference in this world. I thought I was saying things right. Well, you're fucking wrong, idiot. Anyway, we continue. The white supremacists, what are they? Right. If you are saying that he is a racist, what are they? Because if you follow someone that has hate in their heart, and I believe that he does, then you are complicit in that. Yeah, every person has hate in their heart. I don't know where this whole idea that people aren't hating other people. When people go around saying, well, hate's a strong word. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Shut it down. Shut up. Shut up. Shut it. If hate's a strong word, then I despise you. Is that stronger? Is that is that a bit stronger for you? It's like a it's like going the word hate is so soft that it, it's like sparkling water. Sparkling water, and these people act like it's the hardest thing they've ever taken in their life. It's like it's like drinking fucking white claw. It's like you think you're oh oh man, dude, these are so heavy, and then like it, but they act like it's whiskey or something. Like, what are you on about? And complicit in it. Everybody's complicit in hate. If that's the case, everybody has hated someone or something at some point in their life. If you say you don't, you're lying. Or you must be the most, like, pure person that you would be, like, belong out in nature where, like, you would see, like, an absolute, like, beautiful thing that's rendered in, like, movies and video games. And you don't But the MAGA party of 2020 yeah. and before is not the MAGA party of 2022. We watched literally the January 6th insurrection and a lot of people... Oh my god, it wasn't an insurrection. It's literally shown on videotapes, literal fucking people in the federal government opened the fucking doors to them. It's not hard, people, to find this footage. I've seen it a dozen times on Twitter at this point. If... If an insurrection is where a bunch of dumbasses go into the fucking Capitol building and just start, like, messing around and just taking pictures and taking stuff, if that's what an insurrection is, a poorly planned, absolutely painful shit show to watch that nobody at all wanted, not even Donald Trump wanted, he literally told them in his speech that he gave right before it happened to 
peacefully protest. I don't know if you know what that means after the literal summer of 2020 that you guys had, where you caused over three or like two billion dollars in damages. I don't think you guys understand shit about peacefully protesting. You know, it's a mostly, uh, you know, it's, it's most, mostly peaceful, uh, fiery protest out here. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Real insurrection, that is. Really well planned. If they were truly planning an insurrection, I'm pretty sure they would have, you know, gotten it with how terrible security that was. So, yeah. Bin said, if there wasn't already too much there, I can't deal with a president who doesn't peacefully transfer power. Right. So I think if you're still with him now, he is not saying Republicans are conservatives. He is saying MAGA, which now has gotten even right. more extreme. And he's smartly playing to the independents because yeah. the independents are 41 percent mm -hmm. of voters compared to only 28 percent uh, of Democrats and Republicans. And so if you're going for that middle ground, it, he just jumped nine points since July with independents. He's playing but, a smart strategy I, I to wanna, get that uh, middle ground. I point yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sure. I I'm I'm sure. You just want to bash your head in. That's what all that made me want to do. I'm a very negative person, so I do like the idea of bashing my head in over and over again. You ever like hear people, and it's like you know, it's like, how how did you end up at this conclusion? Like, are we looking at the same, same stuff? Are we, you know, hearing the same thing? Like, does something come into your ears and then, like, go through the other side? Like, you missing something? Is there a screw loose up there? Do I need to, like, open up the brain and do a little bit of surgery? Like, what's, what's happening? What is happening up there? I, I, I really don't know. I really, really don't know. But, you know what I do know? is we got even more information about the uh, Trump raid. I know this is kind of weird because it's been a little while now since that has happened. Uh, so obviously, uh, it was very much said right when from the get-go when the thing broke out that, well, you know, President Biden isn't involved in any way at all. He, he would never be involved in such a thing. Uh, in order to, uh, in the order granting uh, Trump's request for the appointment of a special master, Cannon began providing a summary of the backdrop that led to the search throughout 2021. And the uh, throughout 2021, Trump and the National Archive Records Administration engaged in conversations concerning records. From his time in office, the court noted those discussions resulted in Trump's January 2022 transferring 15 boxes from Mar-a-Lago to the uh, NARA. NARA subsequently informed the Department of Justice that some items in the boxes contain markings of classified national security information. Following the archives' outreach to the Justice Department, NARA notified Trump on April 12th that they that it intended to provide the 15 boxes to the FBI. Trump's attorney saw a delay in the transfer. To assess whether any of the documents contain privileged material, but then Cannon wrote after obtaining a short delay, uh, Nara informed Trump it would proceed with the giving, of course, the FBI access. Now, of course, this continues on and on, and it included cite a letter that uh, letter explained that Biden had decided to defer the archivist determination and cons 
consultation, uh, consultation with the assistant attorney general for the office of the consul. So basically, Biden was like, no, nah, we're, we're going to do it anyway. Or we're just going to do it anyway. Of course, you know, Biden was not involved. Uh, of course, that that's really the main thing uh, here. Now, of course, I've talked about here on the show that they're pro- that they're most likely going to wait until after the midterms to fully try to indict him. But indict him on what exactly? Because there just isn't enough here. There's not enough in his overall information that in the information that's given that can make it more precedent uh, than more, I guess, actually like going forward with it than it is of actually, you know, uh, than the actual like uh, overall, uh, what is it? The overall like idea behind the Hillary Clinton email scandal. If there wasn't enough to indict her over that, then there's not enough to indict Trump over this because he had executive privilege to be able to just wave his hand over any sort of material he wanted. And you know, it's unclassified now. So the entire fact is he could have, you know, and you have to, you you've trying to establish sort of a cause and like an actual, there's a whole bunch of legal stuff that they do not meet that isn't going to work in their favor if they do try to go to court with it, as they just do not have the necessary evidence and the necessary case to be able to pull pull an actual win, because it's just not a case that I, I could see them winning. It's just not, not an actual thing I do not see happening. So... But of course, I mean, we all could have expected that Biden would be a part of it. I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me, you know, with the amount of stuff that have been said as of recently. Well, speaking of those emails that we talked about, Hillary Clinton, she's been in the news a lot for whatever reason. I don't know why she's decided to come out of her hole because I'd honestly forgotten she even exists. I honestly thought Hillary Clinton for like the past, like, year or so before she really got back in the news again i honestly thought she was dead if i'm being really honest i genuinely was like oh she must have just disappeared nothing i wonder you know I, I never bothered to look into it because i just didn't care but um of course she did an interview i guess uh what noah noah o'donnell I have no idea who the fuck you are i'm just being honest and of course she she did a little bit of talking about some of the stuff, you know, about the 2016 election. And now, oh, no, I, I, I never denied it or anything, even though she sent a whole bunch of misinformation, really tried to play with the Russia disinformation again, you know, all that great stuff. Um, but she... She's, uh, she, she also had uh, this to say during the interview. Hillary Clinton is on a new campaign of sorts with her daughter Chelsea for a new Apple TV Plus docuseries highlighting extraordinary women. It's called Gutsy. We sat down exclusively with the former secretary and asked her what's next. Would you ever run for president again? No, no, but I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that we have a president who respects our democracy and the rule of law and upholds our institutions. What if Donald Trump runs again? 
He should be soundly defeated. It should start in the Republican Party. Grow a backbone. Stand up to this guy. And heaven forbid if he gets the nomination. Believe me, I, 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 believe me, Hillary Clinton, I don't, I want nothing more than to have Donald Trump pushed to the side because he's too old, not because I don't think he's, you know, not qualified, I just think he's too old at this point, it's time to bring in somebody new, a very particular person that I'm thinking of, he's really, really good at being the governor of Florida, he is an absolutely terrific politician who has sort of the actual, like, guts of Donald Trump, it doesn't have the same level of horrendous rhetoric that Donald Trump does, where he makes mistakes and all this, that kind of stuff. I, I really like like Ron DeSantis, but I just I don't see him running until 2028 for the next election, because he's going to try to be governor of Florida, finish out his second term down there, really gain that experience and that love of the Floridians behind him and the rest of the nation to be behind him, and then, bam, he's going to fucking come in, and I would, I would expect Donald Trump to run. And my prediction right now is Donald Trump might either uh, is, it might, might win against Biden two years from now. And then from there, we'll see what ends up happening. I would really, really love to see Ron DeSantis become president, as I would very much back him for president. He needs to be defeated roundly and sent back to Mar-a-Lago. The Florida mansion now in the spotlight after an FBI search for classified documents. Donald Trump is saying that this search of his home is politically motivated. Well, I'm sure he would say that. In 2016, Hillary Clinton was under investigation for her own handling of classified information and questions about using a private server as Secretary of State. Then FBI Director James Comey ultimately recommended Clinton not be prosecuted, but said she and her team were extremely careless. I had a very different situation where I was cleared and the guy just kept talking and talking and then... No, you're only cleared because they couldn't establish a hard enough case because, you know, those people actually kind of knew what the fuck they were doing. Even though they probably could have... I mean, think about this. They said in the thing where it's like, we're not going to prosecute, but we're, vi we're, we're very much sure at this point that the server was hacked and, you know, people from enemy countries of the United States probably got access to classified documents. The classified documents on there should have never been stored there, <laughs> but there's not enough information came up with a new reason to talk some more 10 days before the election. James Comey. Yes, and there was, uh, there's no doubt at all that he uh, impacted uh, very negatively my chances of winning. So it was in the middle of an election. <gasps> really? When something like that that sounds really bad about the president or the wannabe presidential candidate of the United States, when, when something like that happens and comes up, it's, it's bad? <gasps> My god, how could someone ever think of such a horrible tactic? What bad people would do such a thing? It's almost like there's other people that are trying to do that very thing right now. Man, that would, that would be really bad. There was no there there, and the guy never shut up. Uh, so I think it's a really different um, uh, comparison to what's going on here when it appears that the Justice Department and the FBI have been incredibly patient quiet, careful, until they finally, apparently, thought that uh, national security was at stake. She told- What national security? They were boxes inside of his house. 
boxes. It's not like they were on a server. You can't hack a piece of paper. Believe me, I, I would know. You can't hack a piece of paper. As a guy who, you know, who likes tech a little bit, I, I kind of know a thing or two about, you know, uh, about it. And you can't hack a piece of paper. Yeah, and I know that's hard to believe, but you can't hack a piece of paper. Told us she's watched all of the January 6th hearings. What do you think of Liz? So she was like one of the only people that did? I mean, I don't, I didn't really know of anybody that actually did, but I guess we can add one person to the uh, ratings list for people that actually watched all of the uh, hearings of the January 6th uh, Lollapalooza telephone donation line. Cheney, I think she's done a great historic service to um, the United States and, you know, paid a price for it, which was gutsy. Haha, uh -huh, that's so funny because it's the title of her, that series that she's doing where she's interviewing such gutsy women as Megan the Stallion. That's right, Megan the Stallion, a woman probably only known for the fact that she shakes her ass and sticks out her tongue all the time, uh, is really gutsy for going around talking about her pussy and whatever else she talks about. I, I don't know. I, I don't listen to her music. So, uh, yeah. And Liz, Liz Cheney, yes, the person whose own father I, I would probably assume in the past Hillary Clinton has said horrendous things about is now a great, great gutsy person for the United States. Yes, the person who lost in Wyoming that's now out of out of Congress after this term. Mm hmm. Good. It was unpatriotic. It was un-American. I want to give a real shout out to the witnesses. Uh, Ah, uh, yes, to so the many witnesses that then got immediately proven wrong with their lies and deceit. Good, good, good clip to show, CBS, by the way. The one person you could have shown that its literal story got disproven by literal Secret Service agents, like, within the next, like, day. But many of them forward. have been young women. Young women. And, and that goes to a point about being a gutsy woman. The couple of young women who have come forward out of the Trump White House, they have been vilified. They had to have known that they were going to be criticized, but I give them enormous credit for speaking the truth and doing the right thing. Well, you can see more of our interview with Hillary and Chelsea Clinton tonight on Person to Person at 10.30 Eastern. No, I think I won't. I think I got... First off, the idea that that interview is even any longer than that... By the way, this clip is only 2 minutes and 40 seconds long. That's not even counting, like, the time they spent, you know, talking about getting into the interview and then, like, that little short air at the end. So it's, like, a 2 minute and, like, 30 second clip at that point. And the fact that the interview is even any longer than that for, for Hillary Clinton, I'm gonna be really honest, I gained everything I needed to know from that. I don't know why you would want to know anything more. I think the idea of letting people, without actually watching the interview, know that she's not, that she doesn't want to run for president again, as like a thing you're just gonna let out of the bag, is is kind of like a, hey, maybe you know like a, like, and is she gonna run for president, but then like a cuss before she could answer, like... Maybe I'm just, you know, stupid or something, but I maybe, you know, you maybe want to do that for, you know, ratings. But what what do I know? You know, what, what, what do I know? So I thought we'd read some words from an actual person who is a, a lifelong a Democrat, actually worked for Joe Biden at one time. Uh, and their their kind of thoughts about the uh, current uh, current situation as of now.
I'm a lifelong Democrat. I even worked for Joe Biden at one time. Thus, nothing that has happened in America since January 2021 has surprised me. But the president's speech in Philadelphia last week marked a new low for America and a new low for a party that I once idolized. To me, the Democratic Party was the party for hope, tolerance, and opportunity. Indeed, those themes echoed through Bill Clinton's speeches in 1992. Clinton's presidency was the high-water mark of post-war Democratic Party. He blended JFK's idealism with Reagan's uh, folksness. He embodied America's middle class, the greatest political force at the time, and pulled the country into a new century that our leaders promised would be peaceful and safe. That has all vanished. Biden's speech in Philadelphia last Thursday confirmed it. As speeches go, the Biden speech was a letdown, filled with shallow attacks on broad categories of people and, of course, the former president. Nobody outside of a CNN newsroom, which appears to have modified the actual speech's lighting in real time, which is true, by the way. The actual, like, they tried to change the speech's, like, colors real time, and it looks like a shitty, like, Photoshop, like, just trying to change the gamma slider, because the actual flag in the background also changes colors. So, like, the lights look, like, pink with, like, the zoomed-in shot, but, like, the actual flag's colors are also, like, clearly changed, too. So it's like, what's really going on? Uh, of course, uh, we'll be inspired by a fall campaign focused on Donald Trump and people who riot against the Capitol. Writing a poor speech is one thing. Delivering in front of a Nuremberg-style backdrop is quite another. The imagery shocked many people. It would have shocked everybody. It took just a few minutes for the Babylon Bee to draw comparisons between the Biden speech and Nazi Germany. And while most Nazi comparisons are exaggerated, this one struck a little too close to home. After all, while the president warns about fascism in America, he, his administration is the one censoring people who disagree with it and trying to prosecute political opponents, both flagrant violations of democratic norms. His administration is the one who's claiming to crack down on big tech, works with it to punish dissenting voices, st stifle debate. His administration is the one that attacks its critics as terrorists and which compares speech to violence is the one that felt bold enough to create a disinformation board within the Department of Homeland Security, an Orwellian concept the world has not seen on a large scale since the 1930s regime that Biden says he hates. There are not signs of a healthy democracy. They are not what Biden promised to deliver in 2020 or his inaugural address. Voters have noticed, although his approval rating stabilized during August, it still sits as a measly 42.1%, and the real clear politics average it's hard to see a number of uh, as that see that number increasing after last week's speech the saddest part is most americans want biden to succeed this is what drew so many of them me included to his campaign they did not like the negative tone that trump brought to the white house they wanted a compassionate competent bipartisan leadership somebody with confidence to t uh, thank trump for a service and move on biden seemed the perfect fit you know, I can actually agree with that. I can understand why so many people, you know, didn't want sort of like Trump's very like, you know, sort of very like negative, very like loud sort of boom and just, a, you know, just a more quiet guy, but, you know, very much. And I, I can understand why people thought that because Biden was basically not alive for an election cycle and won. So I learned early on the, uh, I learned earlier than others there, those were hollow promises in that Biden is a shell of his former self. At this point, a puppet of the media, political establishment, both of which were obsessed with Trump. 
hence last Thursday's speech. So yeah, it goes on for a bit longer, but yeah, I think it really just shows you a lot of just sort of where some people's heads were at in 2020 and sort of what they were hoping to get out of with Biden and what they got from Biden now. And I, I think, you know, <clears throat> that should really tell you a lot about the changing political landscape in the United States. Well, of course, many questions get asked on this show, like what is a woman? Who really are we? Is there aliens out there? Are there really ghosts? Is God really up there and did we kill him? But truly the new question of the show is why do we have two arms? You know, I always sometimes have those auto, uh, those kind of out of body, you know, experiences where I'm like, I look at my hands and I'm like, am I really like in this or is this a simulation? Is this like a VR game or something? And then, like, other times, you know, I just have those weird things. Like, yesterday, I was in the car driving to work, and I, I honestly didn't really even feel like I was the person driving the car. I just felt like I was the person being told to drive the car as, like, an NPC in a game for somebody else. I don't know. Well, of course, I am not alone, as the White House COVID coordinator has the answer. He, he, has, his, he has a great answer. On, on why exactly we do have two arms, and what their purpose is for. Man, I'm so glad that God was so, uh, so good at thinking ahead, and what we, uh, and what we we're going to need in the future. The good news is you can get both your flu shot and COVID shot at the same time. It's actually a good idea. I really believe this is why God gave us two arms, one for the flu shot, and the other one for the COVID shot. But our goal for... Yeah. Uh, that's right. You were you were given two arms, not because you know it would make sense for body proportions. You know, not to be able to you know carry things well, not to be able to you know lift that bar up at the gym that I don't know because I don't go to the gym. You know, all those different things. It, it, you know, be able to you know lift things and not have to use so much teamwork for everything. No, 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 no. Or maybe, you know, be able to, you know, drive a car a little bit better or, you know, move certain objects with more than one hand because it's, you know, a lot easier to do. It's not because of that. It's because God was like, guys, to all of his angels, he said, guys, okay, one day in the year 2020, there's going to be this, this this virus that breaks out all over the world and they're going to invent vaccines. So that's why we're going to give them one arm and then for this other arm, it's going to be for the flu vaccine that they're going to eventually create and like, you know, and that's what the other arm is for. Yes, I am sure. I'm sure exactly that's what he was thinking. Man, our, our, our science experts are just so wise. They're just, they're so, so, so wise. How did he get this wise, truly? Why would Anthony Fauci ever leave if they're just so wise like that? Uh, it's just, it's just so gutsy, as Hillary Clinton would say. Well, I'm sorry to say this, but uh, it seems that um, Jennifer Lawrence, most well known for her, for her being the star in the Hunt, uh, the Hunger Games. I think that's what it's called. I haven't seen those movies in years, but uh, yeah, most known for her star role in Hunger Games, has come down with a pretty serious disease. 
Uh, a lot of other people have it. It's not one disease that's talked about as much as monkeypox, but it's very serious. Um, it seems that since 2016, Jennifer Lawrence has developed uh, TDS. Now, you might be asking, Jacob, what the fuck is TDS? Well, I'm so glad that your curiosity is like mine. And of course, everybody, everybody should know that TDS is Trump Derangement Syndrome. And, well... You might be asking, well, what do you mean? How, how, how did how did Jennifer Lawrence develop TDS? Well, in a lengthy piece uh, with with Vogue, she spoke about how she had to go to her therapist for reoccurring nightmares that she had about Tucker Carlson. Uh, she noted that in the 2016 election had created a rift in her family. She's worked so hard in the last five years to forgive her dad and my family and try to understand it's different. The information they are getting is different. Their life is different. Uh, while she still engages in political exchanges with her family who live in Kentucky, uh, I broached the subject in the sense that I unleash text messages. Boom, 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 boom. They don't respond, and then I, I'll feel bad and send a picture of the baby. Oh, what's you know what she may have TDS, but at least she sends a picture of a baby. How cute for absolutely no one. I don't know why we as a society think that's cute, but whatever. Whatever you all want to do. Of course, uh, uh, the actress became pregnant in her early twenties. While she wanted to terminate the pregnancy, she ended up miscarrying. I had a miscarriage alone. Montreal. She later said after getting married, she became pregnant again, wanted to have a child, but suffered another miscarriage. Jesus. That, that, that's got to fucking suck. Man. Man, Trump, Trump derangement syndrome really does a, does, does a lot to your moment out there. Take, take notes. Take notes, okay? We got to make sure there's, we don't, nobody starts developing uh, BDS, Biden derangement syndrome. Um, uh, of course, had to use a dilation and other kind of procedure, medical stuff, jargon that, you know. Of course, they had a child earlier this year. And, of course, uh, thinking about the things that were happening to her body. I had a great pregnancy. I had a very fortunate pregnancy. But every single second in my life was different. And it would occur to me sometimes, what if I was forced to do this? Lawrence was distraught that... Donald Trump got elected in 2016. Ah, all the screams, all the panic, the... Ah. Oh, yes. That's all that was going through her mind. It breaks my heart because America had the choice between a woman and a dangerous, dangerous jar of mayonnaise. And they were like, well, we can't have a woman. Let's go with a jar of mayonnaise. I don't want to disparage my family, but I know that a lot of people are in a similar position with their families. How could you raise a daughter from birth and believe she doesn't deserve equality? How? <laughs> Man, I'm so fucking good at acting. Maybe they should have let me be Katniss Everdeen. I'd fucking shine out there. You seen the fashion they wear in that show? I could fucking shine. I'm ugly as fuck, but I'm pretty sure I would I would mesh right well with those like freaks with all the makeup that you'd slap on. Fuck yeah, dude! I'll I'll be I'll be in a Hunger Hunger Games. <laughs> it's hard to take shit like this seriously. I'm gonna be really honest. Like I understand it because obviously I have an aunt. Hi aunt, if you're listening to this, that uh 
is, of course, a Democrat, and so I, of course, have exchanges with her every once in a while. But for me, I'm not like my dad, where he's very much, like, confrontational. I'm, I'm a very quiet dude a lot of the times. There's just so many things that just get me so angry. I'm like a person who just builds up. I, like, store so many things, and I just store and store and store, and then eventually I just get filled up all of this rage of just absolute nonsense and just logical fallacies and just absolute idiocy all around. And, and it's just ridiculous. The amount of Trump derangement syndrome. I mean, here's the thing. Having to go to therapy because of Tucker Carlson is hilarious. That's, that's another way you can tell that you've truly made it into the mainstream Bro, you're so mainstream, you literally sent a girl to the fucking, uh, to, she literally had to go get therapy. Like, what? I'm a, I'm a bit, bit, bit concerned. Just a little bit. So, as we all know, California is a bit dysfunctional. Now, I, I don't think anybody else... Uh, anyone else, uh, you know, uh, is not surprised by that. But, uh, of course, California might be dragging some other states down with it. And, well, Virginia is one of them. The Democratic Party in that state uh, passed a law in 2021 that ties their mission to policy to whatever California embraces. And surrendering their state's power to govern itself... Virginia joined Washington, Massachusetts, in making themselves a client state of California. Uh, that's that's not a good thing. So basically, a climate panel that is on the opposite side of the country from Virginia is going to literally make all of their decisions on climate for them. Literally the thing that we fought against in the Revolutionary War. To not be controlled over by a power thousands of miles away. And yet here, here's Virginia Democrats doing just that. Uh, I, I think they might want to actually go and through and actually ban sort of thing. Or try to get that repealed quickly. Because uh, you don't want to be dragged down with California. As everyone knows, California is a shit show. It's the American shit show. Sponsored by Big Tech. And Woke. Get your woke here. Get all your woke. For 30% off. Well. If you ever thought science was dead before. It gets even worse. As nearly one in four democratic voters. Believe. Men can get pregnant. The online survey conducted by the WPA intelligence. From August 22nd to 25th found that 22% of Democrats agreed with the statement. Some men can get pregnant. The percentage rose when only including women, and a whopping 36 white college-educated female Democrats concurred. Overall, few Americans think men can get pregnant, but with 36% of core Democratic consistency and one in five Democrat below voters believing this, one can see why Democratic leaders coddle their the racial or the radical gender theory movement. Yes, that's right. People 
it, pe these people genuinely think men can get pregnant. So right now, if I were to go take a dick up my ass and the person spermed in my ass, I would get pregnant, I guess. I, I don't know where my ovaries are. Maybe there's some. Maybe that's why asses on some guys can just be so big because they just have such big ovaries in their ass. You know, may, maybe maybe we've all been just missing them in the X-rays. You know, maybe that's why we just can't see them. Or maybe the testes. You know, they don't produce sperm; they produce eggs now, I guess. But uh, you know, but they just are pushed out of the body, and that's why sometimes they want to try to go back up into the body. What what is happening with science? It doesn't sound like science. This just sounds like absolute idiocy. What what do you mean a man can get pregnant? If you're talking about a trans person who's identifying as a man is the same thing as a man, that's not the same as a man then. That's just a dude with a vagina, or as I would call that, a woman. Because a woman, essentially, you know, men and women are very different, but we're still, you know, part of the human species here. You know, you're not anything that you claim to be. We're not all playing your, your little pronoun pretend game, okay? It's it's not happening. It's not happening. Uh, just don't do that in Ireland, because a Christian teacher was imprisoned after refusing to use a transgender student's preferred pronouns. Uh, Anadberg was arrested on Monday for violating a court order to neither teach nor be physically present at the... Wilson's Hospital School in Multi Farmham County, West Jesus Ireland. Fix your naming schemes. The Church of Ireland is affiliated with the school sought to have Burke in prison after he continued to attend the school after receiving a court order barring barring for doing so. It is insanity that I will be led from this courtroom to place of incarceration, but will not give up on my Christian beliefs. Double for Burke stated that he refused to address a transgender student by the pronoun they rather than he as requested by the student and the student's parents in May. The school agreed to the request. A Burke, of course, a Christian, was placed on suspicion after he refused to address the students with the gender-neutral pronoun. I'm a teacher. I don't want to go to prison. I want to be in the classroom today. That's where I was this morning when I was arrested. He explained that he loves teaching students, German history, and politics, and encouraging debate. Transgenderism is against my Christian belief. It's a contrary to the scriptures, contrary to the ethos of the Church of Ireland and of my school. It's extraordinary and reprehensible that someone's religious belief is this uh, on this matter could ever be taken as a grounds of, for allegations of misconduct. My religious beliefs are not misconduct. They are not a gross conduct. They never will be. They are dear to me. I will never deny them and never betray them. I will never bow to an order that would require me to do so. It is just not possible for me to do that. So yes. He refused to use they and play pretend. And now the only thing left for him is a prison cell. Uh, truly not a clown world, but clearly a real world. And with that, that will conclude today's show. I'm so glad you all could join me. Tune in, of course, tomorrow for the next episode of the show. If you haven't already subscribed, I don't know what you're doing. Follow over on Twitter, Truth Social. All article links are down below. Of course, transparency is key here on the show. So, of course, you can find all sources and read more into them and do your own research as it is always encouraged. Anyway, I'll see you all tomorrow.